Welcome to Stack Attack, the PI Public Library Services podcast on books, culture, and everything related to the world of libraries. My name is Grace, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Every week we're seeing new and undeniable climate events, evidence that accelerated climate change is here right now. Our oceans are acidifying with methane plumes rising up from the ocean floor. We are seeing extreme weather events and the West Antarctic and Greenland ice sheets melting at unprecedented rates, decades ahead of scientific projections. The growing threat of climate change could define the contours of this century more dramatically than any other. 14 of the 15 warmest years on record have occurred since the year 2000. No nation, large or small, wealthy or poor, is immune to what this means. My name is Greta Thunberg. I am 15 years old and I'm from Sweden. I speak on behalf of Climate Justice Now. We must stop competing with each other. We need to cooperate and work together. We need to protect the biosphere, the air, the oceans, the soil, the forests. But I've learned that you are never too small to make a difference. Imagine what we could all do together if we really wanted to. April 22nd marks the 51st anniversary of Earth Day, a time to raise awareness regarding climate change, global warming, and how we can all protect and preserve our environment. We have all heard the concerning statistics and figures. The melting ice caps, the raging forest fires, the increased plastic in our oceans. At times, it can seem like a very bleak and hopeless situation. How can we as individuals tackle a problem so large, so global? However, there is hope. Throughout the world, Canada, and right here in PEI, there are environmental champions who are finding ways to help reduce the effects of climate change. Join us as we talk to a number of islanders and learn how we can all reduce our carbon footprints within our households and our local communities. Amy McPherson is an organic farmer living with her family in Eastern PEI. She also operates a fresh produce delivery service whereby she delivers organic produce weekly to families during the growing season. Amy was able to sit down with our librarian, Crystal, to discuss her passion for the environment. How did you start to get involved and interested in environmentalism? Uh, I would say um, I got interested probably uh, around 15 years ago when I planted my first garden, to be honest. I uh, uh, started dating someone who lived in the country and he had a big yard, so we thought we better grow some of our own food and that was sort of um, my intro into uh, a love for, for all things nature. Otherwise, I mean, I think just a growing awareness of 
of humans' impact on the on the planet, and what I could do, even in a little way, to just try and and lessen that somehow. And so I thought, you know, growing a little bit of our own food would be great. From that first garden, that、uh, it sort of just kept expanding, and now I'm actually an organic farmer and、uh, grow about an acre and a half of、uh, vegetables. So I am I'm very passionate about、uh, agriculture and growing food organically. At first, I would say that was just a desire to reduce my exposure to chemicals, but now as I've I've Been doing it for about 15 years. I feel a, a responsibility to also protect the whole ecology and, and life on the farm. I'm also quite passionate about renewable energy. My now husband works in the wind energy industry, and we drive an electric car. And I'm just really interested in in the transition to a cleaner、uh, economy. You've mentioned your market garden, obviously, as well as your electric car. What other things are you currently doing to help the environment? We're just trying to be mindful of of what we consume and what we buy, and try to buy things as locally as possible, as much food locally as possible as we can, and try not to to buy too much new stuff. To be honest, we you know secondhand shop and and all those things. We also do have solar panels that、um, completely offset our household energy use and、um, my electric cars use for the whole year. So that's been a nice step. We also did some. Home energy upgrades.、Um, recently, we got some new windows and some extra insulation and things like that. So, just trying to focus on how we can best lower our impact. What do you think the average person in PEI can do to help the environment? I think there's a lot people can do. I mean, obviously, you know, some things cost money, and that can be a barrier for people. But I think even just Even just getting yourself out into nature and creating a connection with nature is going to foster a desire to protect it. We need to to love something to want to save it and protect it. So, the more we can get out into nature, and you know, you can always plant a little garden, and even if it doesn't go great, that's okay because you'll try keep trying again, and you know, plant a tree or or you know any of those things. But Yeah, just sort of think about your consumption. I would say, and 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 identify for yourself what areas maybe you could do a little better in, and that's as best as anyone can do, probably. The youth have been at the forefront of the current climate movement. From climate strikes to delegations with world politicians, our young people play a vital role in the protection and preservation of the planet. Next up, we talk to Leo Zank, a grade 10 student from the Montague Regional High School, who is able to tell us why the environment is so important to him. So, Leo. How did you start to get involved and interested in environmentalism? Whenever I was younger, I used to go to these camps、um, down in McPhail Woods. It was like a day camp. We learned about nature and like birds, trees, plants, stuff like that. And I,、uh, I went for a couple years. 
Yeah, that kind of sparked my interest in, the, in nature and helped me learn a little more about nature. Is there a specific area of environmentalism that you're passionate about? I have to say water pollution and recycling. Water pollution, you know, basically if you don't pollute, then there'll be more fish. And a lot of people, especially in the community of Montague, are fishermen. So if there's no fish, then how are those people going to make their livelihood? And recycling too, like, especially if you don't want, like, animals dying or animals eating something that they shouldn't, then you should not litter, put your garbage in compost and, um, in a, you know, trash can, compost bin, recycling being anything. Recycling in the ocean, like plastics. If people, you know, reu bring reusable containers in their in lunches or, you know, they have a reusable water bottle and they'll cut down on the amount of waste that eventually end up in landfills, causing harm and even death to the uh, wildlife. What are some things maybe that you're currently doing to help the environment, um, either at home or at school? Well, at my house, we have a regular compost bin where you put the like boxes, and then we have a little green compost bin where you put watermelon rinds, orange peelings, coffee grinds, and we also have a plastic recycling bag and a paper recycling bag, just so they don't end up hurting the environment have any other ideas about what you think the average person in PEI can do to help the environment? Maybe if we had a mode of transportation that's greener, like electric cars, electric buses, what have you, and that will help reduce the amount of pollution in the air, oil on the ground, which may run into waters and, and cause harm to our aquatic life. Thank you, Leo. I know you're keen to get back to class, so I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, and I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. Our next and final guest is Melissa McCarran, the project coordinator of PEI's Southeast Environmental Association, also known as C. Melissa was able to sit down with us to discuss the work of the association and also her personal interest in the environment. So Melissa, how did you start to get involved and interested in environmentalism? Well, when I started university back in 2006, I was actually going the healthcare route, but I was taking everything and I did take a wildlife conservation course, which was wildlife biology. And that was one of the courses that I did better in. So I was like, I think this might be the route that I should go. And I also worked for McPhail Woods while I was at in university. So that was a good start into it. So I learned a lot there. And then when I graduated from university, I wasn't real sure what my next step was going to be. And my sister was, she was starting university and she decided it wasn't for her and she was taking the wildlife conservation course at Holland College. So I was like, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so we both took that course. It's a two-year program in that you learn so much with that course. University, I kind of got the background, the theory, the mm -hmm. report rating and all that, but this was like the hands-on. You learned a lot. Yeah, it was a great course. I definitely recommend it to anybody that's not real sure what they want to do, but they're interested in the environment. Yeah. And you can go so many routes with that. 
Um, so I guess you've kind of touched on that a little, but if you, is there a specific area of environmentalism that you're passionate about? Well, I'm really education. Education at environmental outreach is big. Working for Southeast Environmental Association, that is a big component of what I do, especially during the winter times when I get out into the schools. We do a lot of stream restoration work. So we're in the streams um, restoring like fish habitat, and that's one of my my interests for sure. I really enjoy doing like the field work. Like yesterday we were out talking to anglers because the fishing season oh, opened great. yesterday. Really talked to the people in the community and we kind of hit up all the, the local fishing spots. So we talked to quite a few anglers and got their intake and what they think are some of the issues in the streams and any of their concerns. That was a great way to, for outreach. So I guess it's pretty obvious that with your work you're doing a lot for the environment. What sort of things do you do you do in your in your home life to to help the environment as well? We definitely are well we've always recycled and always sorted and that was actually when it was started on PEI I lived on the road that it was like the pilot program now ingrained into me. Yeah. Making sure everything gets put in the right um, garbage. Yeah. I'm actually I am a vegetarian. And so is my husband, yeah. and we're raising my daughter vegetarian. So mm-hmm. we know that that is good for the environment. We just we don't buy a lot of stuff. We don't, for, for I guess, we'd be minimalist yeah. to a degree. Um, we definitely have room for improvement. I think there always okay. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that families and households can do to re- reduce their carbon footprint? Your electricity use. Trying to and teach that to your children the importance of that. Turning off the lights, don't let the water run, and why it's important. Garbage is another thing. Recycling and making sure that the garbage ends up where it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, especially after the winter, yeah, there's a lot bad. of garbage around. <laughs> so definitely get out and grab a bag and go for a walk and collect some garbage. Explain to your kids why it's important that. We keep the earth clean. If anybody is interested in following the work that C does, they can follow us on Facebook. We're very active on Facebook, so it's just Southeast Environmental Association, and we host different events, so that's a great way to keep in contact with us. Stack Attack is a production of the PEI Public Library Service. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it might inspire you to get outside, explore nature, and find little ways to protect our environment. A big thank you to our special guests, Amy, Leo, and Melissa, who shared their time and stories with us today. And of course, we always love to hear from you. Share with us any of the ways that you help reduce your carbon footprint on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And don't forget to visit our website at www.library.pe.ca for the most up-to-date information on library events, resources, and services. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.